This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the next edition of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. We are talking today about healing and coaching combined. This is kind of a follow-up on our series this month around coaching. And Jane and I were having this conversation just this morning, actually, around you know what we were going to record today. And we basically came up with this combo. So why don't you hop in and talk about where we want to start with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, I think we want to explore this time, we want to kind of explore the intersection of coaching and the healing arts. So we had an, uh, I'm not sure, last episode or the episode before we had Emily Tusa on who is a counselor, and we were looking at how coaching and counseling kind of can work together what the differences are. Today, we thought that going into healing arts and coaching would be a really fun topic to dive into. It really speaks, I think, deeply to what Jen and I both do. Um, and that's yeah. why, you know, we kind of thought, okay, we got to go here. Uh, we also joke that this might be a little bit of our coming out episode. <laughs> <laughs> but not in the way you think. <laughs> no. Coming out of the spiritual closet. Yes. Um, you know, we, we both play in the non-physical realm. Yeah. And not even just play, we both work there, actually. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, and we both have personal experiences um, for ourselves and with our clients for how we've seen healing arts work. Maybe, Jen, do you want to define what healing arts kind of means to us? So what we're what we're referring, we really like that term as a catch all, but maybe we need to kind of yeah, explain think... that to the listeners. So I don't know, probably for you, listener, when you're thinking about the healing arts, you might include, you know, massage therapy or um, physiotherapy, which is definitely, I would include that in a healing art. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a broader term for us. And that would include Reiki, um, Feldenkrais, which is a form of movement um, support or movement coaching. Uh, what else? Uh, quantum healing. Yeah, quantum hypnotherapy. Healing. Yeah, yeah. Energy work. Like I use the term energy work a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's a, there's a number of different practices and modalities out there that use energy. Um, yeah. you know, Jen Reiki, I don't know yeah. if you mentioned Reiki. I said Reiki, Qigong, yeah. right. um, would be included in that as well. And even Tai Chi to a certain extent, cause you're moving energy and you're moving in space. I'd say it's, I'd say it's less practitioner mm-hmm. to client relationship and more about your own healing and alignment so you practice tai chi as your own healing and balancing art so yeah yeah. i guess moving energy through the body using i mean even again channeling intuition that kind of thing there's a real spectrum yeah that we're um that we're sort of talking about and exploring and there's certain areas that jen and i uh, are trained in and and play in more than others but um but yeah we really wanted 
sorry, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say one thing that we didn't mention that Jane and I are both training in right now is uh, working in the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. And this might be a new term for many of you and might be familiar, but basically it's uh, the Akashic Records. It's kind of like a, let's say a library of your soul's history. It's probably a really yeah. easy, very simple way of explaining that. Yeah, it's kind of like the emotions, the story, the, yeah. the narrative of our lives and past lives, mm-hmm. or, you know, depending on where you where you stand on that, that whole concept. Definitely. Um, but yeah, the Akashic Records is, you know, without getting too specific, it is sort of the emotions that are stored in the body, the, the stories, and that yeah. sort of thing that lives um, in that emotions, energies, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, so we're, we're learning how to go in and access Akashic records and then how to use that information to heal in the body. And actually Jen and I just did a a session for myself that was really powerful. Yeah. Uh, So we might dive into that a little bit more as we get into this episode here and share a little bit with you. So that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today. How does this, and, and really wanted to dive in and share with you a little bit of the behind the scenes as to the work that Jen and I do and how we incorporate those two things into our coaching practices. And one of the things that, um, that we just found out today, uh, Jen and I have known each other for coming up on two years, three years, I can't remember. Three years. Three years. Wow. I know. Okay. So coming up on Three years ago, we met and we didn't no, realize two. this until today. Okay. <laughs> two or three. Whatever. We'll, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Not very long. Uh, prior to meeting and becoming friends and now co-hosts of this podcast, we just discovered that we both had hired coaches who integrate hypnotherapy into their practice. And uh, that's kind of what, you know, what spurred on this conversation as well. We're like, oh, interesting. And so Jen, do you want to share a little bit about what's your experience or with, with that working with a coach who, who integrates the healing arts? So, uh, my former coach, Miriam Castella, who's a hypnotherapist, she's great, wonderful, well-rounded dynamic person, business coach and hypnotherapist. She uses uh, timeline therapy and a number of other modalities. She's also a certified infinite possibilities trainer through Mike Dooley and the, mm. uh, infinite possibilities group as well. She does actually, she's been trained a long time. She's a guest speaker for their training as well. So when Miriam and I worked together for two and a half, almost three years, I believe through some group programs and then some one-to-one coaching, but our sessions were always full of both talk and this timeline or, you know, hypnotherapy piece. And I just can't imagine a session without an aspect like that now because there's and sometimes we'd have a session that was just talk like it was just absolutely strictly what's going on in the business what do I need to do what you know what do I need to take action on what are my best um, mm-hmm. tools and goals but you know usually it would start with a bit of conversation how's things going for you oh this has come up and you know that's come up well why don't we dive into some timeline therapy or some, and we would never call it that, which is, she's like, okay, let's just go into a hypno situation and see, cause it's never what's on the surface. It's exactly. always something that's deeper. And we know mm-hmm. this through coaching practices as well. It's never just what's going on on the surface. It's always what's deeper. Mm-hmm. So the hypnotherapy provides a way to go into what's deeper 
more quickly, resolve it, and come back out. Can we also just bust the myth that hypnotherapy is not what you think within mainstream media that you get hypnotized? Oh, yes. We can bust that myth too. Because <laughs> yeah. I had that conversation the other day. It's like, no. Yeah, it's not uh, scratch your nose and you scratch your nose. And it's not, yes, that's it's possible to do that, but that's not what this hypnotherapy is. It's it's quite different. You're very present and you're very conscious and talking through and like mm -hmm. I'm having sensations and as visualizations, visualizations and, we clear. Yeah. It's it's really just, I find getting into a meditative state yeah. that helps us access some of our deeper subconscious. Yeah. That the conscious Box and things that we can then just bring up and clear. Right. Yeah. Cool. So Sorry. we both work with these. No, not a big deal. So, and I finished working with Miriam in November, love, like lover, still follow her, lots of stuff. And now I feel like the work I do in my coaching work with my clients involves a healthy balance of talk, healing. Um, yesterday, a client, you know, we talked through things for about 20, 25 minutes. And then the rest of the session was a sound healing sort of Reiki combo session where, you know, the person's energy was quite depleted for a number of very variety of reasons. And so we just went to a space of regeneration and sometimes a nap just isn't enough. And sometimes mm -hmm. you need to go into that deeper space, that energetic space where someone's energy is depleted, but it's a at a deeper level than a nap can replenish. So that's where the Reiki and the sound go in. They entrain your brain waves. The sound brings your brain wave onto a meditative state. And then the Reiki energy can go into that replenishing space and yeah it works it works wonderfully yeah that's i love it and i guess my story is um is sort of similar that i i think i'm i think i'm actually yet yeah, going on about three years working with my coach who's also a hit trained in hypnotherapy amongst many other um modalities as, as well emotion code um i don't even know what all her trainings are but <laughs> every yeah. session, every session, she pulls out something else. And I'm like, Whoa, tell me about this. So <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and I've been, yeah, like I say, working with her for about three years, one to one. And it has been what I found was one of the biggest things was when I started working with her, I, I had worked with some coaches, and I worked with a number of counselors prior to that. And then it just accelerated my growth. Yeah. I, and, and it felt there were things that it also seemed to resolve things at a deeper level for me. So mm -hmm. there were things where patterns and things that would show up that I'm like, okay, here I'm back at this, right. And with the coach or the counselor or whatnot, and these, a couple, like, and then I started working with her and I don't solely work with her. I bring in other, um, support and practitioners and whatnot but I just found that there's a number of things where we actually were able to go in and resolve it felt like at the root um yeah that pattern to stop that, that pattern from repeating yeah. yeah and so she works in a similar fashion where you know sometimes the majority of our session is talking and is literally her coaching me because she does have a coaching background as well and she's you know so she can give me different perspectives she's coaching me on strategies for certain things and then, but th there's always, there's always a, a clearing portion of our sessions yeah. where everything that we've talked about and that she shared, she's like, okay, now let's go and remove the energetic charge around that. Yeah. Or let's go in, or if there's something that, you know, is 
really deep rooted. It's very emotional or there's something there. She'll, again, similar to Miriam, take me into a more hypnotic state and guide me through visualizations. She's also trained in NLP. I know that. So there's Mm -hmm. some of that NLP pieces coming through and, you know, we'll use, she'll use her tools to just help release and bring up whatever is stuck there. And the combination of those two things is kind of what got me to where I am today. I mean, I, I knew I wanted to go down the path of coaching prior to meeting her. I had done my certification to be a health and life coach uh, prior to that, but then it was working with her and starting to see her bring in the non-physical or metaphysical world that really truly opened my eyes and, and had that sink in. And it was, it's kind of been something that I've just been fascinated by ever since. And so, you know, in, in many ways, I've kind of mentored under her for the last three years, as well as, you know, continued to work with her. And then I've started exploring and training um, on my own as well. I did my uh, yeah. level one and level two Reiki. And now we're doing the Akashic mm-hmm. um, course. And I'm actually doing another course uh, on top of that called Decodes, which is a bit of a trickier one to explain, but really kind of looks at all of these different energy and healing modalities, light, sound, um, you know, the 3D, the 4D, the 5D, all Psychic. those different dimensions. Yeah. Intuition. Um, and brings them all together and packages all these tools up to really very quickly and very effectively go in and support people with it. It's fascinating, actually. It can be, you know, anything from health to physical, yeah. chronic pain, life, you know, relationships, business, anything. Money. Super powerful. Um, yeah, money stuff. Yeah. I've done, I don't know how many money courses. You know what? Actually, one of the first money coaches that Kirk and I worked with together is uh, her name's Debbie Sass, and she's based in Israel. And she came from a long, like a very firm financial background, uh, worked great with people. But what she found was missing from her coaching, which she she's got into after Kirk and I finished with her, was EFT or emotional freedom mm. technique and yes. tapping. And Another one, tapping. Yep, tapping. And that came out of basically, I remember sitting in session with her and just having these massive emotional reactions around money and the stuff that Kirk and I were working through with her. And she wasn't in a position to be able to, she could hold the space, but she couldn't resolve the emotions around that thing. And since she's trained in EFT, her business has just taken off and it's just been so beautiful to see her journey and the way that she has helped clients change since she's incorporated this healing modality into her standard coaching practice. So one of the points we wanted to make was that coaching and healing arts on their own can be very beneficial, but combined are like 10 times, multiple times more powerful than just on their own. So, and maybe you've experienced this as a listener, I'm not, you know, depending on what your background is, every amount of healing art has a certain amount of talk to it. But I actually found this in my Reiki practice where I'd always book extra, like extra time for my Reiki clients, because I found that the insights and the really intuitive deep stuff happened in the 20 to 25 minutes after the Reiki session, where I could talk about what it appeared to me while they were on the table and then they could link and tie that through conversation to what was unfolding in their lives. 
And that's when you can incorporate the, the coaching. Connecting, yes. Connecting the now, dots. Now, did you do your Reiki training prior to kind of building a coaching business? I think you did, didn't you? Yeah, I think it was sort of hand in hand. Like I did my mm-hmm. a very I did my very first Reiki training uh before I was before I left Canada to go live overseas. So I hadn't started a business yet. I was still working. And uh then I did my Reiki too eight months later. Right. It's interesting. Only the reason I ask is because sort of what you were just sharing there about, you know, you found that your Reiki practice became more powerful when you started combining and you added those extra yes. time. I dove into coaching and then really felt Reiki was my first certification, I believe, um, sort of more in the healing arts. And I felt that I needed that and wanted that because I felt that the coaching on its own and just the talking um, piece wasn't enough and that I needed something from the healing arts to incorporate. And now now it's it's grown from there. But it's just really interesting how we both kind of found the same thing and came at opposite directions to it. Yeah. So it's so interesting. I've always, I mean, I've always been interested in healing. Like I use essential oils, um, mm-hmm, not from any one particular country, um, company, country or country. Country or company. <laughs> exactly. Either. But even like, gosh, I can remember 20 years ago, I think I picked up my first essential oils book and I was interested in working with essential oils and herbs. I studied with a herbalist for a while. So I've always had that healing, that healer draw and then the coaching piece, gosh, I even actually heard this in my singing lessons when I used to teach, you know, all ages singing. I would want to dive into why a person couldn't get a certain note or why a person couldn't like had this physical block that was very clearly caused by an early childhood experience that singing lessons alone weren't enough to resolve. And that was one of the big ahas for me was that I was always meant for more because the singing lesson piece I enjoy teaching singing but I didn't feel like there was enough time or flexibility within being a singing teacher to really see my clients achieve and succeed in what they wanted and that for me wasn't as fulfilling does that make sense yeah it does make sense it's really yeah I get it and you sounds like, and just having that niggle that there's something more, there's yeah. something that you could go deeper. Yeah. Always, you know, I'll, singing students, I, I taught all ages. I loved, I love teaching adults and because they have this, they're there because they really want to be there. Not that kids mm-hmm. don't, certain kids do, but adults were really there because they wanted to see improvement in what they were doing and how they were singing. And so many of them told me stories of, you know, young adult, early childhood experiences where their voices were shut down or they were told just to mouth the words. And clearly it was a scar that they had been carrying, a psychological scar for a very, very long time. And it was actually preventing them from enjoying themselves as an adult making music. And like music is one of those beautiful, fundamental, amazing things that we do as humans. Yeah, I had that scar. And it's interesting because I think part of the piece that connects for me and that maybe that I really found when I found these two things, it was like, once I could bring some of that stuff up into my awareness, I was like, oh, and everything clicked and then I could move forward or be able to like shed that layer and move forward. And I think there is something where our brain does want to understand the story. Now, 
we have to be careful because you can easily go down a rabbit hole and create <laughs> false realities and all the things with the story. However, I find even with my clients today, once we kind of can get little pieces and connect some of the dots, you just yeah. see the light bulbs go on and it's like, oh, I had a, I had a client yesterday who we went and did started doing some belief work. And then we went into the clearing of the beliefs and we did it from a more energetic, um, energetic way than perhaps like the way I was taught in my coaching program. And the shift she had like right there mm -hmm. on the spot was so incredibly powerful. And she just like, she was like, I, I, I never, I just never realized this. And all of a sudden she just had this, like, even this wave of emotion come over her about how, how long she'd been carrying that story around with her mm -hmm. and to have the permission to let it go. And so it just, and that was my experience where all of a sudden I didn't need to know all of the details. That's the ego wanting to know yeah. everything, but bringing certain things, a lot of it is bringing it up into your awareness. And then your brain kind of on its own can go do, do, do. And your body goes do, do, do. Yep. And everything, it's my Everything brain. clicks into oh. place. <laughs> Very professional sound. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and you get a recalibration. So yeah, it's... And sometimes it takes a few days to settle into the like the physical form. And this is this is another aspect of what Jane and I look at is a lot of the work we do bridges that physical spiritual space mm -hmm. through the mediums of healing or healing arts. And we can e play equally comfortably in both worlds. So I think there's an example of a client a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was stuck in something. So I was like, all right, let's do a sound healing around this. And did a sound healing and, and guided meditation. The next day she's like, I feel amazing. That was fantastic. It's exactly what I needed. And, you know, a week or two later, we were talking about some very technical aspects of sound production and grounding stuff into the physical body. So a physical aspects of breath and what sound equipment to use and how to set it up, mm -hmm. you know, very, you know, so we play equally. Do you have an mm -hmm. example like that, Jane, where, cause you work with, you work with health and nutrition as well. So you can also speak to and habit forming and those kinds of aspects. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. I, you know, I, I do work a lot of with the body in that sense, but, and I notice that sometimes, oftentimes when clients are struggling to keep habits or to continue moving on, you know, if we set up a, a routine or we dive in and figure out what something needs to look like and they just aren't sticking to it that's where oftentimes it's like, okay, so let's go in deeper here. Let's yeah. use some of these tools to go and find the subconscious. And sometimes it is a story from childhood that they're carrying yeah. around as to why they can't, you know, do this, or it's, you know, the self-sabotage one, right. Where it's always, it's often about something where somewhere along the lines, they've learned that they're not good enough or they're not worthy. And so, yeah, you know, lots of things like that. So, you know, where, yeah, you're right. Like some sessions, it might literally be like, okay, I'm feeling that, you know, this, this, and this isn't working. And we're on a very, we work on a very kind of, I don't know, cerebral, I'll call it level where it's like, okay, so walk me through your morning. Okay. Let's figure out where the gaps are, the problems are. Let's, you know, okay. What would feel good to you as mm -hmm. a morning routine? I'm kind of oversimplifying this with, but you'll get the picture, but you know, and we're, 
we're kind of the session might be about that. But then the next session could be a complete dive into childhood into some of the subconscious memories into digging up these beliefs and doing an emotion clearing Mm -hmm. process or sorry an emotion release process and then a belief clearing process and having massive shifts in energy sometimes it's literally like you say holding space and guiding them through a bit of a meditative or visualization process i mean i've had clients in sessions look at me and go this is like is this normal like this is what coaching is (laughs) Which I think, yeah. yeah, we talked about. Totally normal. Totally normal. We might have well, talked about that before, but yeah, like it's, you know, it's, it's not always. And I mean, I think, especially with coaching, everybody has a slightly different approach and there's lots yeah. of different modalities and lots of different systems out there. And again, I, I don't believe one is, it's not about right or wrong or yeah you know, better. It's just different and it's finding what works. Um, for Definitely. You. Although I am going to. I am going to say that I'm in my experience being able to combine this work is so incredibly powerful and yeah, it is becoming more mainstream. It is becoming more common, right? We're hearing and seeing, I mean, I think back to like 10 years ago and if I, you know, somebody said, go to a hypnotherapist, I'd be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I need that. I don't know what that is. Um, you know, but now, I mean, even when you look at naturopathic medicine and yes. traditional Chinese medicine and all of like, all of this stuff is all kind of, you know, there's a lot of, yep. a lot of the elements. So it's interesting and integrate and work together. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's interesting because I had a conversation about this with my naturopathic doctor a couple months ago and she sees women she sees women and men, but she sees people mostly for thyroid, digestive, and reproductive issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if we've talked about this on the podcast, but basically mm-hmm. the a lot of the clients that I see come to me with voice, thyroid, uh, what's it, digestion, or reproductive issues, and or sometimes a combination of all three. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're forwarded to me as Reiki clients, and we can work on any one of those sessions, but I usually combine it with other aspects of coaching. I prefer, a, I guess, a number of sessions. And again, we talked about this last time where there's like a set number of sessions, like a six session process or a six or 12 session process to resolve an issue rather than just a single session and say, here you go, let's just top up your tank without actually ever getting to the root of the issue. And so anyway, to wind it back to the naturopathic doctor, she and I had this conversation and I said, I deal with that on a spiritual level with most of my clients. So we've talked about possibly re- cross-referring mm-hmm. where she can provide the naturopathic doctor background and then I can provide the other aspects, other elements to this to resolve an issue on a different level than yeah. just what the choice That's of what, what you're going to eat me- today so excited is this idea that we can start integrating all of these different yeah like you know there is no one size fix fixes all or fits all and so it's so beautiful how all of these different whether it's naturopathic like I say TCM acupuncture Mm -hmm. healing arts coaching all of them like are so supportive of each other and that's been my experience right like same thing my naturopathic doctor really seem to get and understand the you know the energetic side of the body yeah and 
and you know yeah just the integration makes a huge difference makes a huge difference and all of these all of these um modalities no matter where you are in life whether you're going for an acupuncture session for something and it's helping you fantastic you may not need the coaching because the acupuncture is helping in my experience acupuncture did not long-term help my digestive issues i had to go deeper and i had to go through a different through a different path for acute discomfort the acupuncture helped but for long-term resolution it did not help Mm -hmm. so you know if you're stuck in a long-term healing situation be curious dig deeper because there's probably another layer and another level that you're not yet touching That's something I was going to say from a, whether it's a chronic pain thing or a pattern, like again, if it's a pattern that's showing up in your life, yes, that you're like, I thought I dealt with this or why am I continuing to be back at the same place with this? That's the sign I think to start to go, okay, what else, like you say, what else could be going on here? What other, you know, maybe thinking outside the box, what could I add here that could be complementary to the work I'm already doing? But I see that's one of the biggest sort of flags or signs that I think people don't necessarily see right away. And when you start to catch that and start to open up to other options, because yeah, it's typically the chronic or patterned things. Chronic or patterned conditions um, that some may may or may not appear in a coaching session. You might be seeking Mm -hmm. resolution of those within what you currently considered normal physical medical interventions. But if they're not being resolved, there's likely another layer that you need to look at or be open to. And so mm-hmm. actually one of my favorite questions that I've actually got it on sticking out on my desk here is what else is possible here? Mm-hmm. So good. It's such a great question. And well, that's what I look at with my interstitial cystitis, cystitis sorry. Um, yeah. Symptoms. I'm not going to say, well, diagnosis, but I'm not owning my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because it was, it, it was something that I was told would be chronic and would be long-term and I had no real options with it. And it wasn't until I started looking, yes, I had to look at the physical body and all of that, but it was really, truly the spiritual mm-hmm. energy piece and digging down into those layers that is what has been healing it on us. Yes permanent basis. So, you know, I, I can, I can testify to that end. Yeah. I also wanted to just sort of make a quick, quick comment here. And then in a way to wrap this episode, um, about the fact that this is a, still a really new space for a lot of people. And so it might feel kind of scary and weird and whatnot. And do you have thoughts on that? Like, I just, it's something that I wanted to kind of just bring up here because I think it, it can, for a lot of people feel really kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I, if you had told me 10 years ago that I would be sitting here talking about, you know, Reiki and channeled messages and, you know, being like sort of an intuitive channeler type Mm -hmm. of thing, which, you know, which I'm, am, I'm getting comfortable talking about that. If you told me that 10 years ago, I would have been like, um, maybe, but I'm thought I'm being an opera singer. (laughs) And so if all of this sounds new and kind of foreign and a little bit, um, edgy for you, then it's okay. 
And if you have questions about it, we are definitely open to, you can reach out and ask us anything, Mm -hmm. even about where to start. And you don't have to start, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about that you're, you know, quote unquote, going down to the dark side by exploring Mm -hmm. some of these modalities. Because at the end of the day, if they help you feel better, it's not dark. That's the goal. That's the goal. So... And I think like, I know for me and my practice, it's meeting people where they're at. Yeah. We don't dive right into, Hey, here's a channeled message for you. Or, you know, let's go, let's go deep into the woo. Um, (laughs) I'm going to light my seven candles and get some incense burning. (laughs) And like, no, 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 just really super chill. I've even been for some of my really, I would say more, I just use the word more conservative clients. But it's not, it's not mm-hmm. that they're not open to it, but it's just we don't dance there as often. Mm-hmm. But basically, you know, we'll have a beautiful conversation where some questions will come in. And like the, a lot of the questions that I ask are intuitively guided, but I don't have to say that at the time. No. And then we might wrap up with a five minute sound healing that just kind of sets the tone for how they need to move forward. And it can be that simple and that Yeah, it's really easy. Like gentle. And yeah. You know, I, I just encourage you if you're feeling a little bit unsure about it or, you know, just explore it. Find somebody that you really connect with, that you feel safe with yeah. and and start exploring. And like Jen said, we're super open. Um, you know, reach out to one of us. We are a safe space. Have a conversation about it. Um, <laughs> you know, I think both of us, one of the things that we really believe we're here to do is to connect that um, physical world with the spiritual world. And I've always sort of said, I want to normalize it. I I really believe that there is so much power in this work and that more people need access to it. And if I can be that conduit to helping, um, bring that forth, (laughs) yeah, that's, and make it feel comfortable and a little more mainstream. I think that's a big piece of what we're both here to do. So, yeah. I think, I think widening you know, that acceptance, widening, widening the, the scope of acceptance and integration with all of these fields is mm-hmm. where we both stand on this. And yeah, Jane, just like you, we work in that space, when, whatever you call it, magic, woo-woo, witchery, just plain weird, <laughs> which some people do. The fact yeah. is we both incorporate okay. energetic tools into our coaching practices because this is what we've experienced on our own journeys, has fantastic results. And we've seen and witnessed those results in our clients as well. So there's always deeper to dig. There's always more questions to ask. And if you have them, ask them of us because we're, we're here. Yeah, we're we wanna, happy to answer them. I want to like really start talking about this more and going deeper on this topic and, yeah. you know, on social media and here. So yeah, beautiful. Let's keep this conversation going. Jen's Wonderful. got to go and support a client right now. So let's I wrap do. this up. I do. Have... I, think I have one shortly too. So yeah, let's, uh, Let's wrap this up there. Have an amazing rest of your day, everybody, wherever you are in the world. And we will see you soon on the next episode of No Halos Here. Have an awesome, awesome day. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you love this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.